0: At midfield, wearing number eight, the first All-Star ever from Laud, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Laud since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney, what a goal by J.P. Rooney!
1: And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net, Laud are in front. And here it is. Now they're all island champions for the third time.
0: Hello, you're very welcome to the We Are Loud, Bumper Calvin Loud, Alliance League Preview Podcast. We have Damien Donahue on with us today from uh, We Are Ulster and We Are Calvin Podcast, Extraordinaire. I named my loud team for Saturday night in Kingspan Breffney, and a special Remember Me for, with a goal from 2006, Zola-esque. Thanks for the listening and uh, enjoy the show. First up, I'm going to name my loud team for Saturday night. Uh, there's a couple of options here. Do you go the same 15 again? Or do you mix it up slightly? It all, it's all barren injuries, of course. Um, Ryan Boris didn't start the last day. He didn't start during the week for Queen's. So it's highly doubtful he's going to play. So you're going to plan, have to plan without him. Uh, I would look at... Possibly, I would change it up... And I'd go with the big man Conor Grimes up front for the late replacement for Barnsley, Conan McKeever. Uh, so it's more or less the same team, but Grimesy up front gives us a bit of a platform. It gives us uh, a bit of support beside William Woods, who had a fine game for his debut. Um, there's no room for Paddy Riley and James Stewart by the looks of things in this team. I would have them in there somewhere, but... I don't think Pete's going to change it up, so it, it'll more or less be the same team: of Craig Lynch and goals, John Bingham, Emma Carroll, and James Craven. Right half, Darren Marks. Bevan Duffy at the half. Anthony Williams, Tommy Dorn, and Andy McDonnell in the middle of the field. You have Derek Maguire sweeping, Jim in the forty, Jared McSorley in one wing, Decky coming out, and enough up front, William Woods and Conor Grimes and Tully Allen. A solid enough team, nice shape through the defence played very well the last day. Uh, You're looking at Andy and Tommy working on that partnership again and possibly a few more scores up front. So uh, that's My Loud team. If you have a different view or if you think someone else should be on, tweet at WeAreLoud. just a word of warning the sound in this upcoming interview is rather muffled on my end but luckily i don't do most of the talking it's damien that gives the insight and it's well worth sticking with next up we have very special guest damien Donohu from we are calvin and the we are all stuff podcasts damien thanks very much for joining we are loud and today's chat
1: Thanks for having Dan. I have to say I, I've enjoyed the last couple of weeks listening to your podcast. I've been taking notes and making sure that I've been handing them off to the cabin management so that we're, uh, we're fully up-to-date on how things are going. I don't know if he's listening to me, though. Yeah, that's why I have you on. I want to get all the secrets. I want all the cabin uh,
2: secrets and all
1: the strategy. of them. There's definitely plenty, but like we're, 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 we're good with our secrets the same way we are with our money. We, we don't <laughs> like to share about two weeks. <laughs> He's a talking the last week. Yeah, That's gone. yeah, yeah. The largest, I think, the the stat that I heard during the week was the second, the second largest number of debutants in the Alliance League round one was Cork. They had six, and Cavan had thirteen in total. Uh, Ten starters and and three off the bench. But as <sighs> as a uh, 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 Fellow podcaster and Gavin Paul Fitzpatrick, he's a sports editor of the Anglo Cell pointed out that can never happen again because we we just we'd run out of panel members, so there, there won't be 13 debutants against cloud, but they will be in their second game of the Alliance League. Yeah, at least all
2: these chats from uh, they come with on the 21, the minor pedigree, a host of both on the 21
1: with them. Or the hear that just good yeah. club players. Yeah, I, I suppose there's a variety of them. Um, so you're talking about some lads who have no underage county experience, um, such as the triplets from Corner Fane, Dan, yes. Jack, wow. and Andrew Wharton. Um, you've David Phillips at corner back, who, who for me has been the find of the year so far for Cavan. He's he held Lee Brennan scoreless from open play in in the trounce, and we took to Tyrone. So on on a day like that, that was that was the only positive reading really to come out of that game, and he was absolutely brilliant at cornerback against uh, against Clare. He's he's one of these old school cornerbacks that literally he's not interested in 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 anything else other than stopping you from play, and and that's it's 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 a breath of fresh air I have to say. I really enjoy watching him because maybe I don't know what it was like in Loud, but in Cavan we we may have been guilty of putting lads that would be considered or maybe consider themselves to be footballers who, who basically aren't that determined to do a man-marking job, are more determined to get on the ball and contribute to the play going forward. And, and by doing that, sometimes they, they shrug their defensive responsibilities a wee bit, but this lad does not shrug that responsibility. The player he was marking was... Um, I think it was Callahan um, on, on on Sunday or Saturday gone by, and he was taken off maybe ten minutes into the second half. He followed him to the sideline and then picked up <laughs> the other lad as he was coming on. He's that sort of a, a ruthless tight corner back. So um, no, he is, and he has no on the rage experience with Calvin. He's a right. of man, um, which which will obviously stand to him in, in in the battles. But you're talking about lads like Connor Madden, for example. He has. Um, He'd, he'd, he'd have been, yeah, he'd have been on on those on twenty, a couple of those on the twenty one teams. Now he wouldn't have actually won any of the the on the twenty. He, I'm just thinking he might have been on the last year that we won the on the twenty ones, but um, definitely definitely not there as regular as he should have been. So there's there's probably more more from the St Pat's McRory Cup winning team um, that are starting to show up a wee bit, like Thomas Gallagher and Quavin O'Reilly. But well, Quavin actually wasn't yes. on that team either. He was the year before, but um, there, there are probably two other finds that are that are coming in. Um, the the funny thing is that, and mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a debate within Cavan. The under twenty ones hasn't bred as many county seniors as as we genuinely thought it would. The, the four in a row. So it's it's something that we have to look at why that's happening um, within Cavan. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be a huge amount of them.
2: Right, right. But it's like you're after the saying there, there might be damage and there might be green, but they're all good players, you know, so it's not a case of, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll beat, we we'll beat, uh, Tavon because they are uh, a lot of jumps It's not like that at all. There's a are of good players in their own race, Is, uh, is the, the home support behind them? Are they confident that
1: they're, um, no, well, I look definitely, this game. definitely, there. I wouldn't say there's confidence, um, there's there's more confidence after the Clare performance than there was. Most Cavan supporters went down to Clare and the expectation that we'd be beat, considering there was ten debutants starting. Um, now it, there's there's positivity coming out of that result because um, where you had Killian Clark at the middle of the field and he's not fully fit, but he got. Good, good. 70, 75 minutes under his belt which which will stand to him um, Key and Mackey who come on that's the first we've seen of those two players Dara McVitie this year, we haven't seen any of them and we've seen a good chunk of play for them last weekend so on top of that then the younger boys stepping up, as I said David Phillips was, was very good, I thought Brian McGee he's a big man um, at full forward, he's 6 foot 4 in, he, he's inside in the full forward line as well with Conor Madden or or Niall McKeon, and he, he's going to he's going to have big, strong men in the full forward line. He, he's uh, and, and and they play a lot of a lot of direct ball into the lads, trying to get up right. and support them. Then so um, you're 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 looking you're looking at confidence improving, definitely improving, and and the the confidence within the group seems to be improving. Um, right. That after the game, you know, they were bitterly disappointed that they didn't get the win, having gone. Into the lead from six points down, 17 minutes into the second half, they got into a one-point lead, scoring one-four without reply. You know, it 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 left them with six seven minutes to go in the game that they had the opportunity to finish it out to win it. They they went behind by a point and then they showed the character to come back and get the equaliser. Probably should have got a winner. Park Faulkner had the opportunity to um to put Calvin one in front. It hit the post. Uh, Claire broke and went down the far end and stuck the ball over the bar to put them into a one-point lead. But that debutant Brian McGee that I was talking about sent over a free from 45 metres to level it. So I, I would say confidence is growing. This weekend is is absolutely crucial. It's crucial for Cavan and it's crucial yeah. for Loud. It's,
2: it's yeah, we really think so, so too. Yeah, definitely, it's a it's a four pointer. Yeah, it is definitely a four pointer.
1: And and if yeah. ever if ever there was the right day to call it a four pointer, it's this weekend because the the reality being the loser of this game is looking at staying in Division Two, and that's that's yeah. the reality of the situation we're both in. The one point while it was good to get something out of it, on the bigger scheme of things, it's not going to be a huge a huge torn. If if you were to be still on one point after. This weekend, I think your your chances of promotion will be very very slim, um, because you're you're running into the the so-called bigger teams in the division later on. But look at Kevin. Kevin may have, as I said to you before we started recording, Shawnee Johnson is back in, um, so he could be available this weekend, which would be a huge huge plus for Kevin.
2: That's what I meant to ask. Unfortunately, where's all of those players gone that
1: the debutants are coming in? And uh, before you mentioned
2: Shawnee, the Cavan Gales they are senior champions, and they're very—they don't give any best set on the um, final. Well, so there's there something
1: up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, 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 the Cavan Gales' issue is that because they had such a sustained period in, in the Ulster Championship, they they still played football in December. That they were given and the time to recover they were given their off season um, now Shani Johnson says back in the panel their goalkeeper Kieran Flynn is on the panel Niall and Stephen Murray are both on the panel but injured at the minute so there, there are Calvin Gales players on the panel it's just that they're not or maybe not all there but um, there's, there's a lot of talk in Calvin about a couple of players well definitely one player that isn't on it and apparently he wasn't asked in with Kevin Meehan in the corner back. He was Cahernagh's best player throughout the entire mm, yeah. championship. But yeah. um, he actually got a he got an All club All Star this year. Uh, the yeah, Gaelic-like. he's a good footballer. I know him. he would have
2: played freshers with my brother.
1: Right, right. In, yeah, in Sligo, and he's another brother as well, Declan. Uh, Declan, another yeah. really good footballer too. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're really both excellent. They're both excellent footballers, but um yeah, so so maybe the there's there, there's slight eyebrows raised around Calvin over over definitely Kevin me not being on the panel. But um no look at the Calvin games issue is just down to that. With regards to where the other Calvin players are gone, you have you have a range of different reasons why they're not say why they're not on the panel. Some through injury, like to Groden McKiernan is he's on the panel but he's injured, he's out at the minute. Um P he's only coming back. Martin Riley was on honeymoon, and he should be back this weekend. Um, I'd imagine as well. He should be available for the live game. But you're talking like Not David, good. David. Yeah, David Givney. He's he's working over in London. He's living and working in London, and right. unfortunately, he he just. It's. It, I think with the way the way inter-county football has gone, it takes a, as big a commitment as it is to be a, a county footballer living in your own county or living in the country to do it while living overseas is is extremely, extremely difficult and he's in a quite a high intense job that he can't really commit the time to doing it. So um he's a big loss. Eugene Keaton is another name that, that people may be familiar with. He just hasn't yeah. he, he, he hasn't committed through work Again, he just feels he hasn't the time. And Martin Dunn is another player that that's, that that uh, people outside the cabin will be familiar with. Just decided not to commit. Um, and that's funny you mentioned them, Damien. I
2: those three lads would have all played for YOY with brother as well. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, no, them all. They're three terrific footballers. Like um, yeah. I see Martin Dunn shoot the light out for the Sligo fresher team. than had beat DCU. Yeah. I didn't know who this chap was. Um DC was full of like Johnny Cooper, James McCarthy, Dean Rock doing onto it, like doing on to it, numerous all Island. Or Martin Dunn was good as any, you know, so that just shows the the depth you that you have and what uh, what have you. Um, yeah. and Matt Matty McLean, is he's he in his second
1: year. Yeah.
2: and always he's walking away with like it kind of a new bunch now. he does he have a game plan Larry to look at look to set or so.
1: And I... Uh, would you, do you know, like, if you asked me that this time... Well, sorry, if you asked me that midway through the league last year, towards the end of the league last year, I'd have said, yeah, a very definite, very defensive game plan. We bring big, big okay. numbers back, and we, we leave very little up front, and, and we are we are extremely defensive. Every game so far this year, he's gone man for man. He's He said to me in a okay. post-match interview against Antrim where and against St. Mary's, actually, both games, we conceded six goal chances. And, and I was saying that, look, we've seen very open at the back. And he said, look, this is part of a development plan. We want cornerbacks, fullbacks, halfbacks who can go man for man and stop their direct opponent. That's what we're looking to find here at the minute. So he's sticking with that plan. He's sticking with the idea that, that if, you can, if, you, if we can go man for man, and again, it feeds back into that earlier point I was making, that big men in the full forward line. There's no point yeah, in having yeah. them 75 yards away from play, that there's no link between it. So he's leaving, he's leaving links up the field all the time. Like, look, at if, Loud, if Loud's half-backs or cornerbacks go on the attack, the lads track them. They will follow them back. But they do try to leave as many men up front as possible and go man for man at the back. Um, or that's how they've been doing it so far anyway.
2: Yeah, brilliant. That's music to That because we're allowed set up with a sweeper, and hopefully we get the end back. if think under the chance attack. Because I, I seen even five the six player forward towards last game. That's right. That's right. You know. So that's great. Because we played down last week. It was very much. Uh, it was like I said. In the, it was a like modern day chess chess match of hand match cross the field over and back just waiting to poke holes through. Yeah. So an you know, an open game sounds great, like you know, Bretney Kingsland Van a Super Stadium, we we with much joy there. wide open space, good field. So hopefully it made for a great
1: game, if anything. Yeah, and, and and I was listening to your podcast you were talking about the uh, your your goalkeeper you were defending. Um e- easy now, easy now. A
2: bit, yeah. I'm a bit tender and Yes, yes.
1: Right. Well, it it will be very interesting because if he has a good kick out, there's no better stadium in the country to 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 use that good kick out because Kingspan Van Brefty is is one of the biggest fields at inter-county level. It's 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 absolutely huge, yes. and it'll um it'll be just very interesting to see, you know, will will he if he's pinging these out towards the middle of the field? Can Cavan compete with with your midfield? I I don't know if we're strong enough in that area um if he's starting to take them into running spaces, I think we're good enough on the ground so it it'll it'll be very very interesting i'm I'm looking forward to seeing the kickouts as a tactical battle more than anything I have to say yeah well he he's very good
2: at them. he just he if you say kicks fan Bradney is one of the best stages for kickouts, I think thing and draw it probably wouldn't be no no, no, um it's tight now, and, and you just can't get your kicks away and wouldn't have towick yeah and he can go a well lot higher as well, um, but he's, he, he tossed up a couple of scores later on in the game, bad kickouts, and everyone remembers that game in the ground and everyone remembers the lad who's hyped him up said he's possibly one of the best kickouts in Ireland. That's the so, position an you put yourself Ryan, in, Dan. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so hopefully...
1: Hopefully, because it's, it's a key part of our game, you know, and useful enough. Hopefully it well, isn't it, on hopefully, prove us on Saturday. Night. Isn't it? Isn't it amazing? And I still, I still, it's it's a bugbear of mine. And and just to divert a little bit onto the bigger scale, the the biggest influence that I believe one single person has had on how the game has been played in, in Gaelic football is Stephen Cluxton, with his kick-outs, with how he altered. That It used to be uh, whoever could kick at the forwards was the best goalkeeper yeah. And he brought in accuracy He brought in that r- the, the, the key phrase Possession retention Or, or um, uh, possession Quick restarts yeah. as, as they were called And yet he still hasn't got a player of the year award And he must be heading for 36, 37 like, I, I think it would be a catastrophe If a player like that Goes through the entire career Having changed the game The landscape yeah. of Gaelic football to, to an unbelievable level and, and doesn't get the recognition of, of a player of the year award but like, would, would the loud goalkeeper or for example Raymond Galligan who um, is an outfield player and if people yes. look him up on YouTube there they'll see he done a, on his club ground he's done a YouTube video um, where he took a, a, a kick from the end line on the left hand side corner flag and stuck it over the bar, and the opposite side on the opposite foot, and stuck it over the bar, he, he's, he's, he's a, a, a dead ball specialist, but he's an outfield player that Terry Highland converted into a goalkeeper, and he, it, it's been a phenomenal success for Calvin, because his, his ability to retain possession for Calvin, whether it be long or short, he, he's, um, he's a really good kick-out specialist as well, so... You know, th- that would never have happened if Stephen Cluxton hadn't have changed the way we look at goalkeepers. And, and I, that's why I think it's become such a vital part of the game. Yeah, it's gone
2: through the day where the used to wear big rugby boots and steel toe caps and just drive it out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skill you know, skill wasn't the know. important thing then, it was power. So,
2: uh, I'm looking forward to the actual victory of the battle. Because it, it's looking like Killian Clark and Andy McDonald will go head-to-head. Yeah, And I probably, well, I think Andy's probably the first player. I'm going to say Killian Clark is probably Carmen's first player. Yeah, You know, they're very similar athletes as well. That's a really very stout battle there in the middle of Heathland, Bretney, you know, Saturday night.
1: Yeah, yeah, like it's 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 set up brilliantly because they 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 are two players that, in fairness to both of them, they they'll go at it. They won't they they won't sit back and admire each other or try to defend each other. They they'll go at it and try to give as much as they can going forward. But they they are very similar in style. They're very similar, as you say, athletes. I think is the word. Um, What what will maybe slightly worry me is is has Killian Clark enough, um, enough pre-season work done, um, he seemed a bit leggy last week, so it'll just be interesting to see, did that game bring him on enough that he can get back to what we're used to seeing, because he's like a greyhound when he gets going, Killian yeah. Clark, he's, he's lean yeah. and exchange. Yeah, he's a bit. baller as well, like, he, yeah.
2: can play, not, he can play a he control the ball, control the thing. And was he marking Gary Brandon, the, the, the well-known midfielder, or was that Wharton?
1: Uh, well actually Wharton didn't play didn't play at midfield. Um Wharton kind of played as a wing half forward, although he, he, he wore nine. Um Killian Killian was on Gary Brennan for quite a while now. Gary Gary and him collided a couple of times where there was a bit off the ball and, and Gary Brennan ended up getting black carded, in my opinion, and maybe it's slightly biased. I thought he should have been yellow carded and followed by a red before it. Um, it, for persistent fouling and persistent off the ball stuff but um the referee didn't see it that way and so some of the cabin supporters would have come out of the out of the Cusick Park disappointed with the referee's performance last weekend but yeah it, it it was it was an interesting enough battle between the lads and maybe the fact it was Killian's first game back since Shercock his club team went out of the Ulster intermediate championship um that maybe there was just a little bit of rust there that needed to be and shipped and off and nothingness yeah. exactly. But um, I, I don't I don't anticipate that happening this weekend, really. I, I think the lads will go at it and play ball. So it's
2: always,
1: it's always, it's always enough, It's always enough. Enough for a loud win, by the way you talk there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my job done. That's exactly what I wanted to do. As I said, I'll talk lots, but I mightn't tell you the truth. So time will tell on Saturday night if I was telling, telling the truth or, or fobbing you off, but... Um, I know. I think. I think it's going to be an interesting game because, I, I, although it's only the second game in the league, as I said earlier on, it's it's vital. It's a huge game for both counties. I I think there's going to be a big crowd in Kingspan Breffni on Saturday night because there yeah. was there was a decent crowd travelled down Dennis, which surprised me. I have to say, for a Saturday afternoon, two o'clock throw in, um, I'd say there was there was well over a thousand Calvin supporters. That, nice. that went down now, which mightn't sound big when a year ago we were playing Dublin in the first round and there was 16,000 in Kingspan Brephney, but in the context of the journey and the time that it was on, yeah. I think it was a good attendance, so I'd expect a very big Calvin crowd this weekend.
2: So, big crowd, big anticipation, a big pressure on, on both teams to get the point. You're back in the cabin victory, obviously.
1: I'm... Um I yeah, I, I am actually I'm gonna back a Calvin victory for the simple reason that I think for the first time since this group has come together, they've been given a positive uh, result, something that they can put their teeth into and say, Okay, we, we ground that second half out, we, we, we showed a bit of glimpse of what we're capable of doing and I think it'll um I think it it if they can build on that confidence, the first ten, fifteen minutes are gonna be vital. You know, if, if Loud come out and score five or six points and Calvin then all of a sudden confidence is rattled. That's it. I, I don't see Cavan coming back off it. But you just never know. It's I, I, I hope that the confidence builds. And as as I always said, I'm an eternal optimist when it comes to Calvin football. It's only when it's completely crashed and born that I actually admit defeat on it. So you ask me before any game, I believe Calvin's going to win it. I think I'm an eternal
2: optimist. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, we we'll, we'll let the players decide on, on Saturday night.
1: We will. And we'll yeah, thanks, you. For,
2: thanks very much for coming on. Thanks, thanks very um, much
1: and enjoy the podcast. I love it. Thank you. And one more
2: thing, actually. Do you don't remember um, Larry Carver's house? You no? Know, in
1: Kingsland Brassley? I can't just remember it off the top of my head. Should, should I recall it?
2: Was there okay, you problem? know, there's, there, there's a moment in I'm going to read you now. It's uh it all a head goal that they got, a famous win, and it
1: set it up for the season. I, I actually do so, remember it now. that you now? Did you mention it? I do. Yeah. I, I see. i again. It's the eternal optimist in me. I black out any negative memories of Cavan football, and and that would definitely be one of them. But it was a hell of a goal. Remember me seven XOQ Remember me, I have no memory. Remember me. I'm high power. Remember me. I drop balls
0: like yes, uh the hell of a goal that Damien is on about is the special feature for Remember Me this week um is a really really good goal um it was by Mark Brennan against Cavan way back in 2006. Uh, I wonder, did you remember it or do you remember it? Um, get your tweets in that we are out of your memories of the goal. It was uh, it was written at the time. It was uh, there was a headline in the paper. I think it could have been the draw of the paper. It had Brennan's Zola. What was it? Brendan Zola like strike caps it for Loud. It was uh, way back in Division Two of the the National League. It was split into two divisions. So probably in Two B we were, and there was Two A. It, uh, it was such a special goal. It was really it was at the end of the game, and it really it sealed it for us. And it just was an absolute stroke of magic. And I haven't I haven't seen a goal before or after it for Loud. It was uh, J P Rooney was playing on the wing. Uh, that day, and he well, he number twelve on his back. I don't know whether he played in the wing or not. But he fed the ball across in Kingsman Breffney low ball. Mark ran in, fools the goalie James Riley, big intimidating presence. You he thought you come in and flatten, and he went in his small parallelogram. Mark reels him in, half turns and flicks it. Riley does land mark in his art, but the ball is subtly flicked to mark right and just trickles beautifully into the net it 's on YouTube if you go um just search Mark Brennan back heel, should be enough to get it it's, uh, someone posted we are, we county one posted it it 's a hell of a goal, and it really set us up for the, for a great season that year it was an o- it was the opening game in the alliance league um, we went on to beat Donegal in Division 2 final after a replay and Donegal, a lot of them Donegal players went on and won in All-Ireland in 2012. Um, the only link to today's squad would be uh, Aaron High. Highs played in the corner that day. So that's the only link. Um, I don't think Calvin of have any players. With all the debutants they're not going to have any players, I don't think. And uh, So that that concludes this week's bumper. Uh, we are allowed Loud Alliance D podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Um, so it's Saturday night in Breffney Park, Kingspan Breffney, uh, you're supposed to call it. Um, the whole are out on Sunday, they play Tyrone. Both teams are looking for a win in Division 3A. And the Loud Ladies are playing Carlo. Carlo, had a win as, uh, Carlo drew at Limerick the weekend and had a massive 41 point victory over the Kilkenny Ladies. So tune in. I should have a pod after the game on Saturday night or probably Sunday. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Hope you enjoy it. Follow uh, at We Are Loud on Twitter and Facebook for updates. Bye now.